So Daniel Bellinger was our first pick today, you know, tied in out of San Diego State, a guy that, that we like, you know, size, speed, athleticism, um, should be able to help us on special teams, was at the Senior Bowl, you know, we were at his pro day too, um, you know, a guy we've liked throughout the process. Uh, Dane Belton, uh, another guy we like, the versatility in the player, you know, he's got ball skills, he can play from depth, he can play down in the box, he can play nickel. So, you know, the common theme you'll hear is, is versatility. Um, on a lot of these guys, uh, Micah McFadden, you know, from Indiana, you know, again, another guy with very good size, speed. Um, he's a captain, you know, he's athletic. So, you know, I think he'll help us out. He can play inside, outside, and he's a good blitzer as well. So, again, another versatile piece. DJ Davidson, seeing more as a nose out of Arizona State, um, be a good depth player that has some upside. Um, you know, we're excited about working with him inside. Again, we're um, trying to add some depth up front there. Marcus McKeithen, you know, another guy, obviously, we, uh, we spent some time with the North, North Carolina kids. Uh, huge human being, um, very good size, length. Again, some versatility. He's played tackle. He's played guard. Um, again, going to add uh, depth and competition to, to the roster. Um, we'll probably start him at guard, but he does have tackle flex. Um, and then Darian Beavers is another guy that we really liked. You know, versatile piece. You know, he played inside and he played outside. You know, I was at his pro day. You know, he, he did some stuff as an outside rusher. And, you know, that looks like something that, you know, maybe uh, part of the package. So like his versatility to be inside, outside, and play on special teams. So um, excited about the young men that we added today. Um, you know, again, everybody's going to come in here and compete no matter where you were drafted. And, uh, you know, these guys are no different. So we're excited about the players we added. A few of these guys uh, said they had 30 visits and or Brandon went out and I think the uh, tight end had dinner with them. Like, were these guys you identified it early and then really honed in on them? How does that process work? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, Typically, that's what happens. When I first got here, my, the first meeting with the scouts was in February. So kind of identified players that we were interested in and then, you know, we, who we needed to get around a little bit more. So, you know, a lot of these guys, um, not to show my hand in the future, but <laughs> you guys are good at tracking this stuff. Um, but, yeah, I mean, we, we want to feel comfortable with the individuals as well as the player. And I, th I think, um, you know, pretty much all these guys we spent a significant amount of time with, whether it was coming here or going to see them. What did you think of your first draft? I mean, was there anything that sort of was really different for you or surprised you? Yeah, uh, I'll probably have to reflect on this um, tomorrow and throughout next week. It's just different, you know. You're, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, you, you come in with a whole new staff, so your process is you got your process in place, but where you used to look for for answers when you had questions. You know, you're looking to different people, you know, different scouts in the room that you haven't haven't worked with, and, and our staff did a tremendous job. You know, the coaching staff did a tremendous job. So just still getting to know our roster as it is. Again, not being around a lot of these guys for a while, getting to know the new coaches. Um, you know, that's just all that'll come with time, you know, and working with each other. But uh, overall, it was uh, a good process, and, and I really enjoyed it. Joe, did this go very much like you've been accustomed to the last four years in Buffalo and other places, or um, did you kind of have to adjust a little bit this year and you would like to make more adjustments, you know, it's maybe more of your crew next year, things like that? Yeah, no, it went, uh, it went pretty much how I, I would plan it to go. The only difficult part was with the players being in here two weeks early, you know, with a new head coach. So our schedule, when we typically would have kind of had uninterrupted meetings for a week or two with the, you know, coaches involved, you know, those days were a little choppy. Um, you know, we had to move our, our schedule around. But overall, you know, the process will stay the same, you know, that we were, 
you know, that we had this year. It'll just be, it'll start now, May and June. We'll already start looking at the, you know, the, the players for next season. Our scouts have already, you know, gotten a list of the top five UFAs, top five, you know, players from their area. So, you know, next week, I may take a week, but we'll start looking down the road, you know, what the players look like through free agency or the draft next week. You had, you had a pretty significant draft class, 11 players. Do you, do you anticipate bringing in some uh, undrafted free agents? Like how, how big of a class do you anticipate in terms of that? Yeah, as soon as the draft's over and we can start working on that, we will. Um, you know, we still have I mean, some defense. Defensively, I think, is when we're, where we're going to have to add. Um, again, when we got here, you know, where the roster was, you know, we had to add a lot of pieces. And, you know, there's only so many resources, so we did the best we could this weekend, and we'll continue to do that in free agency. And again, you know, players might have gotten drafted over, you know, somebody else. So um, you know, what that means is maybe next week there's going to be some cuts and there may be some veterans that are on the street because they drafted over players on their current roster. So, you know, we don't play till September. You know, again, our our location in the claim order at the final cut down will be important or as players are cut. So, you know, again, the rosters, you know, it's never finished. It won't be finished during the season. We'll always be looking to upgrade. Joe, it doesn't seem like you, you found a replacement for James in this in this draft class. Um, at some point, does, it, does the contingency plan for him have to become the plan for him, or do you have to make a call on this? Yeah, yeah, we're going to work on that. We've we've had some conversations. I've talked to his representative, so we'll see where that goes. I don't have a definitive answer on that right now, but you know, we're working towards some contingency plans. Joe, <laughs> would you like to have an answer on that? Um, you know, we really, I mean, I'm not going to put a timeline on it as we're as we're working through this. So I don't know how long it'll take, but we're we're working through some things. Gerald, for years, people have said fix the offensive line. Since you two have been here, I think you brought in six free agents, drafted three guys. You have guys coming back who have been hurt. You have veterans. I mean, do you have enough bodies, do you think? I think so. I think so. We've got some big bodies, too. So um, I think I told you guys at the Combine, maybe we had five healthy bodies, you know, offensive linemen on the roster. Um, and again, that's kind of my point. Like there's, there was, um, you know, several holes, and we didn't have a lot of depth throughout the roster. So um, start there, start up front. You know, let's see the best version of Daniel Jones we can. And it starts, I think, by, you know, hopefully keeping him on his feet. And you know, that's going to help Saquon, and that's going to help the receivers because they have more time to get in the ball. So, you know, I think with the upgraded offensive line, which, which hopefully we did. You know, see how the competition and um, training camp goes, but. Yeah, I would, I'm, I'm happy where we are with the depth uh, overall. Joe, when, when it comes to the war room, when you were setting up who's in there, how many guys, the way the whole setup is, I noticed that, I mean, here in years past, they've had coaches in there, they brought coordinators in. Um, did you put into the process who you wanted in there, why it was important to do certain things? Yeah, I definitely wanted to be inclusive with the group. Um, those guys did it all the, you know, a lot of the work. Uh, we had our pro department in there too, so they could just, you know, see the, you know, the process and some professional development just to see, um, you know, how the process works. And our, our pro scouts also sat in some of the college meetings. So I'm just a firm believer in that, that, you know, that everybody, you know, we, we talk out loud, we have conversations, try to think big picture the best we can. And, you know, if I can surround myself with as many of those people as I can, that's just going to bring ideas and we'll all be better. Um, as of for the setup of the room, I may want to change that a little bit. There was a different board this year, and you know I kind of like more of an open area in the middle. I'm a big pacer, but you know where I could go to the scouts and talk to them. So that's something you know we'll, we'll work on next year. But as for the coaches, they you may not have seen them, but they were they were in and out. Um, coordinators, position coaches. You know if it came down to two two guys on defense, Wink may came in, come in, or you know Kafka came in a few times for the offensive guys. So. 
the other night when you said you hadn't seen Wink yet. Yeah, yeah, I hadn't. And, um, you know, specifically that night, because it was five and seven, you know, it was going to be, you know, just it was back to back. So without having commotion or any distractions in there, you know, we thought that was probably the best way to do it. And they kind of knew what we were going to do anyway, so. Do you anticipate making any changes to the personnel staff, whether it be uh, subtractions, additions, anything like that going forward? Yeah, I haven't even, I haven't even thought about that yet. I'm just, I'm already fall asleep on this <laughs> microphone. In, in, uh, in Buffalo, you guys concentrated on developing offensive linemen as well as drafting or, or acquiring starters. So, like, have you brought that same kind of plan to to the Giants, and is that where some of these picks are coming into play? Yeah, really across the board. You know, I was, you know, we got a really good coaching staff, and I I think uh, X's and O's are very important as a coach, but also developing players. And Bobby Johnson has a very good track record from my time with him, as does Dave's and Shea Tyranny. So, um, you bring bring guys in that are wired the right way, that have traits, and you know, they're all hands on deck in terms of developing these guys. And um, you know, again, that's that's just the old line, but the defense. You know, we got some good coaches over there too. And, a lot of these players have upside. And again, once you get in the second or third round, like those players are in the third round for a reason or fourth round there for a reason or sixth or seventh, you know, when you take those guys, they're there for a reason. They, you know, there's, there's, you know, nobody's perfect. So, you know, the, the best we can do in terms of developing those guys and accentuating their strengths, um, you know, is what the coaching staff will try to do. What were you trying to accomplish in your first draft and how successful were you with the goals that you kind of came into? I know. You know, things change as you kind of move along. Would you think of the whole? Yeah, uh, versatility. You know, I mentioned earlier. You know, guys that have versatility. Um, we wanted to add depth and competition to the roster. Um, you know, which I think we did. You know, again, it's not every every guy's going to come in as a starter, and it takes time. You know, guys got to develop. And again, you know, Pat's question there, just develop and you know, good coaching. And over time, you know, if you got to have depth players, you got to have front line players. You know, I think the idea was to get the best that we could um, you know defensively the guys with versatility and offensively you'll as you're around Brian you'll see he'll take the pieces and you know whatever we have and develop the offense or scheme around you know those pieces that we have and Wink kind of adheres to the same philosophy so Joe, kind of a big picture of team building question where, where do you stand on the, the theory of building a team to compete in the division against against the teams that, that you're going to be facing twice a year for the next you know for every year. Yeah, yeah, no, I think you got to pay attention to that. And, you know, there's a lot of good D lines in our, our division. And, you know, I think that's where the, the emphasis on the offensive line early on was, was important to us. So, um, yeah, we, we definitely always, you know, I was in Miami forever. You know, they had Gronk there for a while. So, how are you going to defend this guy? Or, you know, when they had Gronk and Hernandez, it was like, how, you know, so you're always paying attention to that because you got to play that team twice a year. And the ultimate goal is to win a division, and the rest will take care of itself. So, yeah, we'll always be looking at that. Right. When a, when a guy like McKeithen, has some flex, but mostly plays guard, let's say. Mm -hmm. Would you rather him have the versatility to play both, or sometimes does a guy like have a position and you'd actually rather just hone in on that? Yeah, you, you'll see here in, in OTAs when you guys are around and then in training camp, I think we're big believers in, in mixing and matching as many people as we can early on, uh, because you can only get so many to go to a game, and the more you can do, the more you can do. Uh, so, so most of the players, unless you're just you know, really, really, really good at one spot. Uh, and that probably goes throughout our team, offensively and defensively, is as much versatility as you can have, the better it is uh, for the team. It seems, real quick, sure. on the defensive side of the ball, you've run in guys that multi-diverse with their versatility. Mm -hmm. How excited you are, then you can change your defensive schemes because of the diversity 
or these, these skill sets? Yeah, I know. I mean, Wink is he's pretty diverse in, in what he's done the past few years when he's in Baltimore. We're still working through some things, just figuring out what our guys can and, and cannot do. Um, so we'll see. We'll take it kind of day by day on that. But I think the smarter you can be as a football team, the, the better you are in terms of you know, being able to put your best foot forward. I know uh, Bobby was at the UN, uh, UNC Pro Day and worked, at, worked those guys out. How valuable was getting his input and letting him like, get in there and actually coach them up and seeing what that was like? Yeah, it's always valuable. I, I think the process, Joe talked about this, uh, the communication that we've had from the scouting department with the coaching staff, the people that set up the trips, uh, it was very well organized, thought out. I thought the guys did a really good job. There's, you know, tons of this morning. I was watching a bunch of Zoom calls of, of potential guys we could pick. The, the coaches, you know, put a lot of time and effort into it in terms of, you know, there was you know, weekends off that they had that they were out on the road, and and the same thing with the, the scouting department. It's been a really good interaction um, with both sides. Uh, so. 11 picks, you know, 11 players. We'll, we'll throw them out there with the rest of the guys on the team when they get here and, and let them compete it out. Do you, for, you, for, do you think you have an offensive line now that you can work with and you can get, get done what you need to get done on the offense? Yeah, we'll see. I mean, once we get pads on and things like that, uh, I know the guys are hardworking. Uh, they are smart. They show some toughness when you watch them on tape. <clears throat> People that we've had in the building are dependable. It's been good to go into meetings with, with Bobby and Tony with those guys. Uh, they're eager. Um, again, let's not make it more than it is. Your job is to protect the inside part of the pocket and the width of the pocket and get moving in the running game. But that position, you need five guys operating as one unit. Uh, and that's what will be really important. So you'll see. I mean, I, I know I'm going to get a lot of questions of it once we get out there in OTAs. I'm just telling you right now. And there, there's going to be a lot of guys mixing and matching. So. You know, you can write the lineup down each day, but it's going to change uh, from day to day. Uh, Joe and, and Brian, um, you know, you do all the measurables. You have all the all the numbers and, and things. You know, guys have strengths and weaknesses. But at some point for both of you when you're evaluating players, you know, Brian, you said you looked at the Zooms again today. Is it like an instinct and a gut? You know, where, you know, there's a bunch of guys that are kind of the same. You say, we want this guy, we want this guy. You know, just something inside you that says, I think he's right for us. Yeah, I would say after all the preparation, um, Zoom calls, you know, interacting with the kids, going and seeing them or having them in your building, um, you've got enough information where you say, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good with this kid. You know, can we all see the film? I'm good with this kid as a, as a person and his ability to learn football and what he'll bring to the organization. We try to get all that information so when we turn the card in with anybody, you know, we're at that point. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they're close. You know, sometimes there is a, a gut feeling. It's like when you're getting ready to call the big play in a red zone uh, and you like, you like two plays and you're anticipating something coming up, there's, there's you know, gut feel at times. Uh, I'd say some of that is the same with when two guys are close, but the preparation leads you to that decision usually for the most part. I mean, sometimes it's just like, you know what, you close your eyes and say, I think I want to coach this guy. Yeah, no, like three times this past week, Joe was just like flipped a coin and then he decided who he was going to pick. So, you know, we were, we were calling heads and tails over there. And no, it's, it's, you know, it's a lot of work that, that goes into it. Um, and Joe's talked about it. I've talked about it. And when you, you put a lot of hard work into it and, and you feel prepared, then you're comfortable with the decisions that you make. Um, middle rounds how much do you lean towards traits because it seems like a lot of these guys you know rated really well on some of those tests and everything like that. Is that a big factor or that just happened to be the case yeah well 
after Wandell being undersized and uh, flat, I figured I'd better go big guys today. <laughs> no, I mean, you take that into account, but yeah, when you're, when you're looking at guys with developmental upside, you know, if they got height, weight, speed, and character, you know, the history of those guys developing is, you know, a little bit higher than others. So, yeah, I mean, definitely when you get into day three, you, you do take that into account. Um, you know, it's, it is important, I think. Joe, when you went into this year, knowing you had Daniel under contract and you had Tyrod to back up and you, and you had Webb, I mean, did you kind of sit there and say quarterback is not a priority this year? I wouldn't say we didn't say it, was a, it wasn't a priority because we, we did do work on those guys. Again, I, I think I said it yesterday that I'd, I'd seen all those guys play live and you know we did send quarterback, coach, and coordinator to spend time with those guys and Zoom with them and other things. So, again, we're going we're gonna to evaluate the entire board across all positions, and, and when we think the time is right, you know, regardless of position, then you know, we'll pull the trigger if we think it's best for us. This is probably more towards Brian, but what is it that you guys think you can get so much more out of him? Daniel, I'm talking about specifically. Yeah, I'll just, I'll just speak on the, the, the few weeks that I've been around him. I've been very pleased with how he's approached things. He's an intelligent, you know, he's picking up the stuff really well. Again, the, the pieces around him, we have a lot of work that needs to be done, but I'm encouraged with uh, my interactions with him up to this point. Two more, two more. Dave, I asked you last night about the tight end. What, you said it depends on the player. Yeah. You got one? Well, we got six, so we're just trying to figure out what, exactly what they do. You know, they've, you know, I've had years where I had, you know, Marty Bennett and Gronkowski, and other years with, you know, Charles Clay, who's a completely different type of guy. Uh, I'd say we have a variety of guys right now on the roster. Um, some bigger type receivers, some a little bit more blockers. So once we, you know, running around with shorts on, it's it's good to see their movement skills and how they can track a ball and. Um, once we get to, to training camp and, and OTAs where they got to do things a little bit more quickly, you know, we'll, we'll kind of figure that out. But I'd say we have a, a, a mix of guys that can get down in a three-point stance and, and block some defensive ends, and that's it's getting harder to find each year. It's just the, the nature of, of the game. You know, if you have young kids that play football, uh, you see how the game is being played. It's a spread game. Um, a lot of RPOs even from the earliest stages, and then you get into high school, and, and I don't I mean, talk about the evolution of the game right now, but that's, that's kind of what it is. You go to college and you see the same thing. You know, it's not, you know, you got to look at offensive linemen a little bit differently. You got to look at cover players a little bit differently. It's a, it's a completely different game than it was even, you know, 22 years ago when I started. Um, and I think you have to evolve as a coach too, both how you evaluate players and uh, how you design scheme. Joe, what would, you, what would you tell Giants fans what you think you accomplished with this draft? Yeah, I think we added competition and depth. Um, you know, obviously, hopefully, as many of these guys turn into starters as we can. But again, we're not gonna we're not gonna hand anybody anything. We want them to come in, compete, work hard, and you know, again, we want to see progress. I've said that since day one, and you know, I think this will lead us to that.